Welcome back to another edition of Platform. Today, we're going to be speaking to Stefan Brando. I'm really excited about this interview because Stefan Brando is one of the first people that we paid to film a section for Wheel Scene. He also designed one of the early t-shirts that we did back in, I think it was 2011 or 2012. He's also potentially one of the most prolific skaters of the past decade. He releases at least three or four sections a year, every year without fail. Um, just looking on the Wheel Scene website alone, I think he had something like 25 videos and I'm pretty sure I didn't even post all of them during that time frame. Um, in fact, the only time he isn't really releasing sections is when he's injured and that doesn't happen very often. He skated for Razors, he was on the pro team and then quit. Then he skated for Roses and I can't remember whether he got in the pro team or not, but he also quit them and then he was riding around for Salmons in a while and he's now back on Rollerblade, but I'm not sure if he's actually skating for the company or not, so we can ask him about that. He's also skating for Casper, uh, the clothing company. He's skating for uh, Chroma Wheels and 50-50, so we're going to ask him about that. He also dropped two parts in the last fortnight, which is pretty incredible, and both of them were just full of stunts, roofs, kink rails, incredible lines. So going to figure out how the hell he managed to do that and hold down a full-time job. So without further ado, cue the music. We might be in business. Yeah, man, I can hear you. How you doing, brother? I'm good. How you doing? I'm good. Just getting home from work, rushing around, getting things done. It's. It looks like you've blacked out the room or something. There's no natural light happening <laughs> anywhere there. <laughs> it's also your... dark. It's also oh. dark here now. Funnel daylight savings, which we have for no reason. It's. It's dark there already. Isn't only like five. Five. It's o'clock? yeah. Five thirty starts to get dark now because of daylight savings. All right, fair enough. Well, yeah, we're in Scotland and yeah, Terrible. it's basically dark from four o'clock. I hope you remember to vote today. We had to send ours in ahead of time. All right. Okay. We're both from we're both from out of state. So ah, where are you living at the moment? So we're in Columbus, Ohio. So this is where like Hawk Trackler, Kyle Wood, Ben Poling, that whole crew, everybody's from here. So that was part of the main reason of me moving back. Okay, right. That's quite funny. You should mention Kyle Wood because uh, I don't, you know, you get like the Facebook on the YouTube suggestion stuff. Yeah. And one of his videos came up and it was one of your old sections when you had had an epic. The deep and the deep V. You had the deep V. There was a lot of chest going on. Not a lot of chest here, but a lot of chest going on. Yes, it was that era. Yeah. You had the the emo, emo, screamo haircut. Yep. You know, nice little straightened fringe. You know, yep. college was a terrible time. Yep. Had the, had the older <laughs> sisters hair straighteners going on. Yep. Um, and I also totally forgot that you rode Valo skates at one point. Yeah. For a while. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was quite funny. And it's a very awkward time, but there was, was still, actually, there was, was still riff just drops. telling somebody how in high school I've kind of come like full circle. I'm very into all the things that I got into in high school now. Okay. Like all my favorite bands now are still my favorite bands from high school. Like, super obviously inspired by like face the music and like forever now and like all those videos that came out when i first saw them 
So it's like funny how I was just telling somebody how like I figured out who I was in high school and then I got to college and then there was so many more things that I like found out about and that I was like trying to like find myself and get into. Right, so I like okay. look back on that time and it just feels really weird and awkward and I don't like it at all, specifically that section. That's quite funny. I was going to ask you about that because um, I remembered when, yeah, like when I started wheel scene in like 2011 and obviously roar news was still really big at that time and you were just pumping out sections pretty regularly like three or four times a year and you came up with all these other people that came up on that website like people who gained notoriety by having online edits like austin paz jeff dallas trevor tylowski and oh god i was thinking of someone else like john bellino but none of them got the vitriol that you got when you released an edit like i yep. remember reading through those comments and some of them were really fucking personal yep. <laughs> like, yeah but those um, other guys seemed to escape it but it yeah. wasn't like you weren't skating at their level but you got you you would get some like nasty comments the the same person that i was just talking to about um you know like high school and like going through college and like kind of like refining myself i was just telling him as well that i feel like a lot of the times whatever is popular in rollerblading, I always seem to end up doing the opposite. Okay. And I'm fine with that. And I feel like that's part of it. And I feel like because I was doing my own thing and I was unapologetic about it, like this is what I'm into. If nobody else is doing unity set slides on the ground, but I'm enjoying it at the time, I'm going to go full on with it because somebody <laughs> says something shitty or it's, you know, it's not what's cool at the moment. It's not going to stop me from doing it. I'm going to keep doing it because it's fun. Like I love this shit more than anything. And I love filming and I love making videos more than anything. So I'm not going to stop doing what I love to do and what I'm thinking is fun. Even if I'm like finding out and like trying to like, you know, work it out and go through things just because somebody said something online. So it did, it, it took a while like to get used to that and like kind of expect like, all right, when I put something out, like I'm probably gonna have some really rude shit said for no reason. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it's, I haven't wronged anybody. It's I've never, you know, talked shit on anybody. It's just for some reason, it's most of this is such a weird thing in rollerblading that people will be like, well, I don't like that guy skating. He's a garbage human. It's like, no, it's, that's not how it works. It's like, if you don't like the person skating, you just don't enjoy that skating. That doesn't mean you have to talk shit on them. And that doesn't mean you have to not like them as a person. It's maybe you can skate with them and it can open up what you do a little bit more. So that's something that I've always found very strange about rollerblading in the community. And, and I feel like that in turn has made me feel like every single time I do something, I have to prove myself even if something is okay and it's good and everybody likes it, I still feel like it's never good enough. Even if it's like something that I love or, you know, that I'm happy with in the moment towards the end of a project or making something, I always feel like, well, this isn't good enough. And I think it's that feeling of like, I always have to prove myself to those people and those people are never going to be happy. So. Yeah. And it's an interesting stance to take where, yeah. Like if you watch something, you don't like it, you decide, I'm going to abuse this person rather than just think, you know what? That wasn't very interesting. Probably never watch that again. And I just was going to say, you can, you can shut it off and not say a word about it. That's fine. Yeah. It's just not your thing. There's a lot of rollerblading videos that I do that with. And that's fine. That doesn't mean I don't like the person. That doesn't mean that they're not talented, not creative, any of those things. It's just not my thing. And that's fine. And there should be different styles. None of us started doing this 
because it's a team sport and it's locked into doing things a certain way. Like we all started doing this because we could get to do our own thing. Like it's an individual sport. You know, there's no, there's no teams, there's no rules, there's no Jersey. Like we get to do whatever we want. So everybody should be allowed to do that. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a stance that I still don't take. I still don't understand, but it is quite funny that Roar News was trolling before trolling was a term. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that's it's such a commonly used, it's just in everyone's vocabulary now. But back then we didn't call it that. We just, yeah, I think you call it, I don't know, hating or whatever. Yeah, I think a lot of us got thick skin because of those things in those times. Some skaters liked it. Some skaters, when Roar News disappeared, they were like, man, I kind of- Genuinely upset about it. <laughs> And, and it was people that were getting, yeah, getting basically the arse torn out of them in the comments section. And they yeah. were like, no, it was, yeah, it was, it was a good time. And I'm like, I guess it's, it depends if you've got the ability to just laugh it off or not let it bother you that much. But yeah. I think we are in a very good spot now where creativity and being different is almost expected as opposed to being accepted. You know, like you, when a new basement video comes out, like you're, expecting them to do things you haven't seen before that are weird and different, you know, and that's, and those two guys specifically, you know, 10 years ago, they were probably going to be skating like the rest of rollerblading was. So I'm very happy to see that, you know, that things have kind of changed and creativity is a lot more accepted than when I started, because I remember had this conversation with Jeremy Bates all the other day, like when forever now came out, it was, Oh my God, there's finally, guys that look and skate like me you know i I thought i was alone like i i hadn't you know seen anybody else like in my area i was the only one and to see guys using the music that i liked and dressing the same way and it was like holy shit there's other people out there like that and those videos as much as people revere them now people were not they were not into that that those were very niche yeah very very niche well it was a niche sport at the time but Back then, that was when everyone was wearing sweatpants. And you were and an outcast and... in an outcast sport. Yeah, and that's and, how that's kind of how I've always felt. It's like in a group of outcasts, you're the outcast. Um, that's a very weird spot to be in. It's interesting that you should mention that because that was during the period where yeah, I was in university and I was I was still in, I was still bleeding regularly, but I was just partying a lot as well. And obviously, you've got higher education that's keeping you busy, and I just wasn't. I wasn't attracted to the aesthetic of blading anymore. Like it was all these guys basically trying to be like little like white kids trying to be like thugged out gangster guys with a massive triple XL and just everything looked like a rap video. And I just hated it because it just wasn't, that wasn't what I get into it for. Like it wasn't the aesthetic that I grew up with or my friends were into. We all like, you know, liked alternative music and going to see bands and stuff like that. And then that all took over and it just had a very kind of jock mentality kind of aesthetic to it. It was like, if you're not trying to kill yourself, like you, you're not going to appear in it any of these videos. It doesn't count. Yeah. Like that's literally what it was. It was like, whatever you're doing doesn't count. And that's what we kind of talk about a lot now is that a lot of the blading that is popular and accepted and the norm now literally would not have counted back yeah. then. So I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to see where everything's at now. It's pretty cool. It's, it's definitely, it's also interesting to think the amount of skaters that got overlooked then that now is their time. Like yeah. you've, you've got skaters like Charles Dunkel or um, like Micah Yeager and like guys that never really progressed past 
am essentially like they never got like Mikey Yeager got a pro wheel but it never really went for an, that, once again it was for a niche company you know what yeah. I mean but whereas now like if he was around now and he was releasing those exact same sections people be would have and beyond because yeah. even back then like even people that didn't like that skating were still like well that guy's that guy's got that guy can Something. do stuff that other people cannot fucking do yeah and um, and yeah, it just it's interesting to see that those people now have obviously had some kind of influence, whether it was, you know, intentional or not. You've got people like Dominic Bruce and stuff like that that very much like reflect the type of skating that they did. So And I yeah. think a big thing with those guys that I, I talk with a lot of people about too is it's not just the skating. It's the skating matching the song you're using in your videos that go in and match, you know the the clothing you're wearing and the vibe as a whole like it's not just being good at skating putting a song to it and wearing whatever you know those guys like part of like i said part of the reason why i immediately was attracted to that was like holy shit like at the time when nobody else is wearing tighter clothes there's a bunch of guys that rollerblade and they're wearing tighter clothes and it's like well i'm gonna watch what they're doing and wait for their sections to come out and then their sections come out and they're using music that i actually listen to so it was just like a mind like blown thing for me in high school when like forever now and face the music came out. Cause it was like this, like, this is my shit. Like, this is what I'm into. Plus it was interesting that, yeah, they basically just developed this aesthetic and it was unmistakably theirs because I remember just having that video on in the background one day. And one of my like non-skating friends was like, none of those guys look like rollerbladers. They yeah. all just look like they're, <laughs> they all look like they're in an indie band. They all look like they're in the same indie band. Indie band. Yeah, together. I was like, it's interesting that someone who's never skated thinks that those guys that. don't look like skaters. And I was like, oh. And then you're like, well, you just think of like skate guys as like baggy jeans and like da da. And I was like, that's that's so interesting that from an outside perspective, <laughs> that's that's what you take away from that. Um, a dog's calling an Aunt Medina. Oh, you noticed that? It was so funny. Yeah, because he, he literally got the puppy, I think it was like two or three weeks before. And then just the, before- the whole time that was going on, I was like, <laughs> I, know, I know those feels. And just kept being like, I'm going to be really sorry. Like they might just, they might get into it at some point. Oh, hello. Is your hi? Is it, we got like, what? A cork? No, not a corgi. Corgi. corgi yep, yeah. a Welsh, Welsh corgi. All right. Okay. Nice. Everybody likes her being in my edits more than me. So. <laughs> Dogs, hey, dogs are dogs are becoming the the new one in skate after gas She's station hilarious. Steve, you know. Yeah, exactly. She's hilarious. Um, speaking of sections, you've had two sections out in a fortnight. Yet you yes. you were telling me last week you're working three jobs. How does someone with three jobs release two sections I in a got fortnight? So lucky because, and I was just talking to somebody about this. So much for me with a lot of freelance work it's either feast or famine. I either have absolutely nothing and I'm struggling and I'm trying to find jobs okay. or I'm so busy and I have no time for anything. So <laughs> I got really lucky that the week that my 50, 50 part came out that week, I started working a contracted job. So I work for a place here called Zen genius and we do visual merchandising. So it's a little bit of everything. It's like retail and design and um, we're contracted to work with L Brands, which is Victoria's Secret, Abercrombie, Hollister, um, Express, Bath and Body Works. So a lot of big name brands are headquartered here in Columbus. So okay. one of my best friends worked there. 
um, he was a graphic designer. He was like, you know, we do events, we do a lot of other things that I think that, you know, you have experience in. So I've been working there since we moved back to Columbus. And um, the week that my 50-50 part came out, I got contracted to start working a job at Express Home Office. So while everybody's been working from home and doing all these things, I'm now going into the office nine to five. And I was also doing my part-time shipment job, which I have to wake up at like five in the morning for. So there'd be times that I'd be waking up at like four or five in the morning to go do my shipment job, go from yeah. that to express work there until five or six and then come home. And I just randomly all of a sudden got a ton of freelance graphic design work too. So it's like, I'm doing those things all day. And then it's like, I'm coming home and I'm trying to have like an hour or two to like wrap up freelance work on top of making whatever I need to make for, you know, these chroma and 50, 50 releases too. So it's been, it's been a hectic October, but really, really, really good October. How do you have any energy left after doing all those jobs to then go out and throw yourself down kink reels and off? Well, I got very lucky that like during the filming of those things that the only thing I really had going on was my shipment job in the morning and then random freelance. So I had the time to be able to, to skate and film. And like, as these things finished up, you know, I was, I was done. I think I worked at express like two, three, two or three days, one week. And then that yeah. weekend I got my final clips. I got my final clip on a Saturday and I had to have the video into him on Monday. That's the kind of tension that I don't need in my life. That would, yes. I, I wouldn't be able to get to sleep the night before. So, the like, and then oh. we also <laughs> didn't get the frames in until about two months ago. So right. everything that I was filming before that was going to have to go to the wheel part because I didn't have the frames. Okay. So then is anyone going to you know, notice if it's a gray frame instead of a black frame under your skate? Really? Yes, but no. So, yeah, I, and it was also more of a, just doing things the right way, you know, okay. yeah, like that's I, fair like mentally I would, I would just not, I'm, I'm too specific about those type of things. So when we got the frames in, it was kind of like, all right, the frame is in I'm going to immediately start. Like every single thing I get is going to go to the frame part. And I had a very specific vision and idea of what I wanted to get for it. And it was just having the time to go out and get stuff. So, and we pulled it off. Like I said, like that Saturday before literally got, I think three tricks on my ender that day knowing that like, I have to have this done by Monday. So Hawk and I just went out and blasted everything that we could just destroyed the skates that I had destroyed my body just like to get it done. So that's what, yeah, that's what I was going to ask about because your, your skating has not changed over the years. When I look back on those, even like the wheel scene section that you made for us in, I think it was 2011 or 2012, all like the core elements are still the same. Like you're still doing the experimental stuff. There's still like the hand plants. They're still the looking for just the obstacles that aren't your standard ledge and rail and stuff like that. And you've you've always had like the toe rolls and things like that. But it just seems like when everyone else has mellowed out over the years, you've just got like more and more intense. So you're like more roofs, more toe rolls off roofs, harder set slides, <laughs> more complicated. And you're like, oh, yeah. there's a kink rail. Like where, where can I find an obstacle to skate before the kink rail? Or yeah. The kink, whereas most people are like, the kink rail is enough. Yeah, we we call it the plus one. Um, okay. <laughs> Eugen, Eugen's really good at doing it. Like Eugen will do a fucked up rail or a fucked up trick. And then he'll like tap out or like add one more switch up on the way out or like something like that. And like everybody here in Columbus, we're like, we're really into that. It's like, I think we've always been into that. Like the way that we all skate is kind of like, yeah, it's cool that you could do this kink rail. It's like, but what if you did this beforehand? And it's like, oh shit, it makes it even cooler. So you call it the plus one. I call it just being smug as fuck, but okay. All right, cool. <laughs> all right. 
<laughs> yeah, just it makes things a lot more fun, I think, because uh, like you said, you could just go and do the kink rail, but everybody's done the kink rail. It's like, well, how can I do the trick that I can do on the kink rail differently? So that's kind of our mentality. And then I just, I just love jumping off shit. Like everybody jokes about it, but it's, it's fun to me. It's what's the most fun. Like I have more fun doing that than I do anything else. So it's like, why am I not going to do that? I'm not going to force myself to skate a certain way because other people are skating that way. Yeah, that's fair enough. Also, it's, it's, it's an interesting turn in events where you get trolled for everything else like a decade ago. And now it's, you're just known as the roof guy. Like anytime someone mentions your name without fail, the comment section will just yeah. light up with people making roof jokes. And that's, yeah. And without fail. That's, I'm not going to lie. That's the worst. There's, there's worse. Oh, that, absolutely. In. Yeah, for sure. Like it's, it could be, you know, the, the curb guy. It's like you only do souls, steezy souls on curbs, but it's like, I got to a point where I was hearing it so much. It's like, yo, I do other stuff. Like <laughs> the, you know, like the Rosie's part. Have you watched, have you watched the sections? Yeah. Of, like there's I, other I can, tricks. I can do things. I can. Yeah. We realized that like we were joking about it here. We realized it started with that Rosie's part and there was only four roof tricks in it. And we're like, is it really that like far removed from what people are doing now that, you know, four roof tricks are going to make you go, all he does is roofs. It's the roof guy. So, and it's like, they're so prominent though, because like, like when you see someone on top of a roof, it's a spectacle. It's true. So and, even, and even for a skier, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like, I always feel like I have to prove myself and it's a big problem with me filming sections is I never feel like anything is good enough. I always feel like I can one up what I've done or it's like, if I've 180, just plain 180 off a roof, it's like, well, then why am I going to do that again on a different roof? I'm going to find something that's different to like, like I said, add the plus one like find a grind and then do it or like go from one to the other than 180. And I think that kind of evolves what I do as opposed to it staying stagnant and just like jump, jump, jump. So, and that kind of like goes back to like the, even like the toe tricks. It's like, well, I've done toe tap out of a grind. How do I find a spot where I can toe tap in and out, you know, add that plus one. That, that's you've just, rem I totally forgot. I was going to ask you about that as well, because I want to know if you've got a name for that, for the, the double toe tap to grind. Because Grant got, Hazleton and I, I were talking I call about it a thriller, the thriller or the Michael Jackson, but you've, you've got you to, know what? The, you've got to have a name for your own trick. A grind, like I just call it a nollie because it's no okay. different. Like even, even when I like a BMX rider, because um, I've gotten super into watching BMX videos the past couple of years, when they go on their front wheel, like if they're like, you know, hitting a down rail, if they go to their front wheel and just jump off their front wheel, like they do a nose manual or like they tap it, they call it nollie. No different than a skateboarder, like, you know, nollie is nose ollie. Yeah. So I just call it nollie forever. Um, and then Grant Hinston and I were talking about like the the double toe thing. And I was just called it toe tap. So that's just, I don't know if there's easier ways to describe it to people, but that's just what we call them. Double tap. Double, yeah, double tap. Double tap. I think you're missing something with the Michael Jackson references. I'm telling oh, you. I, know. I think I'm onto <laughs> something in you. The thriller. Um, how old are you now? 32. 32. Oh, you're still you're still relatively yeah, young. Yeah, see, and that's like I feel like like hearing you and Ant talk about like Mason and like Mason being 27. I feel like the general age of like what is young and like who is pro at a certain age isn't so much a factor anymore because yeah. we never had new kids starting. It's the same group of people that have always skated. 
it's not like we have a new generation of young guys coming in. You know, it's, we've it's, got some, but they're in the they're some. in the they're in the minority. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. You, and it's, you notice them when they appear because you're like you've got people like yeah, Don Bruce and um, Martin Danning and stuff like that, and you're like, yep. whoa, because they look yeah, they look like babies. Yep. Yeah, and I see it in skateboarding where you'll see a whole group of kids the same age that are all becoming the same level and all coming up together. And I don't think we've ever had that. It's been the same pros and rollerblading for, you know, 10, 15 years. And oh, we yeah. never had, we never had AMs that got brought up. We never had new blood that got brought up. And I think now where we're at with who's still skating, who's still around, what's going on, who's being productive. It's like, finally, we have a new kind of group. There's like an, uh, a, a change of the guard kind of thing going on. Like, John Fromm should have been pro for a boot company for years, you know, and like, and like seeing things like that, like it's, it's nice to see people who have been doing it for so long, getting the recognition they deserve finally. And it's like, you know, like you said, like the Dominic Bruce's like seeing somebody like Dominic, like Dom has been so good for so long, granted he's young, but seeing people like him and Andrew Broom and, and this like new wave of, these guys who are just as good as, as anybody else. It's, it's really nice to see instead of it being the same people over and over and over. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, you almost made me lose my train of thought there. Cause I was going to ask, know. right. So 32, but you, you've been jumping off big, big obstacles for a while and yeah. then you were working out for a while and bulked up, yes. which that can't help with jumping off stuff. Cause it, you're just for, for me it, heavier. it did immensely. Um, because yeah. And like, that's a big thing in, in fitness and bodybuilding is you don't skip leg day. So if you're not skipping leg day, which is your bottom half of your body, like one day is a whole half of your body. You know what I mean? You're still making your body heavier. You are, but you should also be making your legs stronger. Okay. So, and that's like a big thing is like, people will be like, you don't do leg day once a week. You should be doing it multiple times a week, especially if your top is getting so much heavier. Cause it's like their shoulder day, chest day, arm day. And then one day for the whole rest, half of your body, you yeah. know? So, and that's, that's kind of always been a big thing is, you know, you, you don't skip that. And so when I was at um, that bodybuilding company and I was working out a lot and getting, I got massive for no reason whatsoever we, we noticed yeah it's, it was for, for i was talking about that today too like for no reason whatsoever just that was the culture that was what i was involved with that was my gains for the gains yeah so you know that was a part of it was while well, i'm still skating and i'm getting bigger and heavier my legs need to be just as strong and i feel like i felt the best and my body felt the best when i was doing that but from a life and lifestyle standpoint, it's not realistic. Like you can't be eating six meals a day, you know, going to the gym twice a day. Like it's, if you're in that culture, like I said, like that was my job at that time. Yeah. Absolutely doable. That was expected. You know what I mean? Like if you're at that type of uh, workplace and environment where that's what they do, that's what they sell. Then of course it's easy. You know, we, we had multiple, we had two kitchens in our workplace. So it's like, if you didn't have work to do, you could go meal prep for the week instead of having to go home and do it. You know, we had gyms on site. So it's like, if I didn't have any work to do and I wanted to work out, I could just get it done while I was there. So. That just sounds exhausting. I like beer and pizza too much. (laughs) It was a crazy, crazy year of my life. (laughs) That was a very crazy job. 
So is that your way of saying that your your body's holding up well to all this abuse because you're yeah. you're still hitting it hard? Like I'm, I'm doing all right. Um, I will say that right now, and a week ago, I was pretty sore because having that limited time span to try and get that video done and get done what I wanted to do. There's a lot of stuff in that video that I wasn't going to put in because I wanted to go back and do it better. Okay. And some of it was just unrealistic. Like I had already taken two and a half hours to do a trick. Why, why am I going to go back and do it again? So, and some of those looked as if, if they didn't take a long time, they should have, what was the one? Is it in the, I can't remember whether it's in the pro wheel edit or the pro frame edit where you do the triple wall rail transfer. Surprisingly, that was one of the ones that was easier. Wall rails are the worst, and you were hopping, <laughs> you were hopping to the other one and then back. Yeah. The only other person I ever see do that is Don Bambrick. And he's so fun. I love he it. He's fucking mind when he's trying it as well. Yeah. So. Um, so that spot about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, I tried that and we got kicked out, which is rare because that's our campus. That's um, Ohio State. And us having Ohio state here, it's one of the, the biggest colleges in the U S so many of Columbus's spots over the years are all focused in Ohio state. And it's rare that we get kicked out. Like I've been skating here for 10 years and had maybe one issue. And it was kind of a like, Hey, can you guys go skate down the road? Or like, you guys can't jump on that. And then we skate away and keep skating. So I, I knew I wanted to go back and do that. And when I went back and was ready to do it, I kind of had that like, well, shit, we might get kicked out again, even though we weren't going to, but just having that mentality of like, I need to get this done. Just kind of did it quick. Um, up the just, bench, just, did, just did back a triple transfer me. quick. Yeah. yeah. No, no, big, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that was, that one didn't take that long, but I was extremely excited to get that. Cause that was one of those ones that I thought about for so long that like when I got it, I was like, fuck yes. And it wasn't like, that was hard. Fuck yes. It was like, yes, it's been on my mind for so long. I finally got it. Um, hop up the bench to back unity to fakey to fakey seven. I did that for two hours. And the one I put in the video was the only one I landed. Okay. Um, just taking that whipping that hard and taking that impact for that long. Um, and that was after I had worked 6am to 6pm. So I was just Fun times. So, and that, that I wasn't even going to use that clip. That was one of the clips that I wasn't going to use. And just cause I didn't do it how I wanted to do it. And I kept doing it over and over and over. And I was like, ah, oh, I just, I can't do it anymore. Like my body's destroyed. I'm in so much pain. Like I just got to stop. Like it's, it's unrealistic. Like it's not worth it at that point. And I was like, I'll go back to it this weekend. And then it had actually rained the next day. And all of that is like a slaty marble material. Okay. So there's no way you're rolling on that while it's damp. So it came down to it when I was editing the section before having to send it in like that Monday, I had one tiny little black space left and I had that clip and I put it in and it fit the music perfect. So I was like, I got to use it. So, nice. and I don't think um, it turned out as bad as I thought it did either. So yeah, I, I don't think anyone's going to notice. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so 2020s turn when most people are suffering, you're, you're having, well, most skaters are suffering in terms of, you know, managing to get exposure. Like most of the big names haven't released sections this year. And you've not only released two banger full lengths, but have now got two pro products to your name. That's that's got to feel pretty good because the past and I said couple, this years a couple times, it's been an amazing looking October. great for you. <laughs> yeah, no, um, it's been an amazing October. Like uh, I had been thinking about this in discussion with somebody that's in the creative field here. Um, he's very interested in skating. He doesn't skate, but he kind of 
is interested in like seeing it and like what we do. And he's a graphic designer too. So he and I like talk shop a lot about freelance. One of the things that he said, he was like, I feel like when you're in a bad spot, you getting into that bad spot in your life or like with skating or something happening, he goes, it leads you into something better. He's like, every time that you've had something happen, like anytime I've talked to you about things, he's like, it always seems like it happens for a reason. And the thing that happens after that is even better for you. So, and I said, I, I've tried to keep that mindset a lot of times because times in my life where I've been at my lowest or my worst coming out of that is when the best things happen. And I think that's because being in a struggle, you want to work harder and you kind of set yourself up for good things to happen. It's kind of like a make your own luck situation instead of, you know, just being lucky and having things happen. Okay. I think that's, I think that's a positive outlook to have. Yeah. You've always been an incredibly hard worker whenever I've, yeah, for the entire time I've been running the magazine and now the website, it's just like, I always know something's going to come out from you. I always know when I contact you and say, oh, do you want to do something? It's going to get done. But after the whole razors thing fell through and then I was like, oh, this could be, this could be, we, he could just disappear into, you know, the middle of nowhere. Like what happens when people quit big sponsors? You, you see it regularly someone quits a big book brand you never hear from them again and then you joined Rosie's and I was like oh he's getting he's gonna get the rebirth here and he's had you know we were in contact throughout that and you were quite happy and then you quit them as well and I was like holy shit this is it that's the final nail on the coffin he's done <laughs> like he is out here and then you appear and you must have dropped since since Rosie's ended for you you must have brought out what four sections I think three, maybe three. That's still a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I still have leftover footage from this year that we're going to put in like a Columbus crew video of just all, you know, everybody here like skating around too. So, yeah. So we're going to have to go through this in, yeah, yeah. in timeline. First with razors, you rode, well, you rode razors and then rollerblade for a little bit and then back on razors, right? Um, no, I actually rode for razors for eight years straight. When was um, the, I was, when you, when was you riding, you're riding RBs for a bit. Yeah. 2010, 2011. Okay. Um, I was getting RBs and like Solomon's on and off. And then 2000 and the 2011, 2012, when I was in North Carolina is when I got on razors. So right, that okay. was, yeah, that sounds about right. About, yeah. Like six years, I think then six or seven years, some, somewhere around that, that time span. So um, how long, how long were you on the arm or floor or whatever they were calling it before, um, before you get bumped up to pro, basically nothing really didn't really have a title. Um, part of me leaving and doing what I did was because the cult was my skate. Like I loved that skate so much. I didn't skate any better than any other skate. It felt so comfortable. I loved it. It was perfect for me and my style of skating. And I consistently got told that I was not allowed to skate the cult. So, which was weird when you're being asked to make the promo for the skate and then being told, well, you're never going to do this, this, and this with the brand if you keep skating that skate. And if they don't want to, you to skate it, why do they keep releasing it? Yeah. And I think part of it kind of ended up being, <laughs> you know, he's not going to back down. That's all he's going to do. We might as well just have him, you know, be the one making the promo for that, that skate. So I think that's kind of what it turned into. And then part of me, being on the pro team for them, they said, you know, if you're going to be pro for us, you can't skate the cult anymore. You have to skate the shift. 
So I hadn't skated the shift yet. I was interested in skating it. So at the time I was like, yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll try it, whatever. But then it was kind of, no, really, like you can't go back to skating the cult. Like all the pros have to skate whatever the newest skate out is. And I thought that was a little ridiculous because the whole reason of me, you know, doing something with that brand and being able to get to that level was me skating that skate and skating the cult and promoting the cult. Like if I hadn't been the one promoting the cult and making the videos, I don't think I anybody ever would have cared or thought for me to be on the protein for them. So I just thought that was a little odd and kind of ridiculous. Plus, well, there's two points to that there's, there's other skaters on the Razors team riding the cults. Like Ray Cronenberg has them and Dominic Bruce has them. In fact, he was even riding them in his pro skate introduction. And two, surely if most of the other skaters are skating the SLs or the shifts, it makes sense. They're getting sen- the promotion out of it. Yeah, and it makes sense to have the person that loves to skate. Promoting. Yeah, because okay. like when you've yeah. got USD, you've got USD, and for a while you had Eugen Enem promoting the Carbons, you had Nick Lomax promoting the Aeons, and then you had Montre promoting the Sways. If Nick doesn't like the Shadow, don't force him to skate it. If yeah. he loves the Aeon, let him skate the Aeon. You've got yeah. other riders on the team. They're all pushing yeah. each individual product. If that, like, it, it just seems kind of short sighted to if, if you're, if you, if you're like, if you're selling that product to shops, someone has to be promoting it, unless they just believed it was selling itself or yeah, it was and, selling and, itself. And I know it was selling out. That that was like part of the thing. That's why so many colors were coming out around that time, and why I kept making promos for that skate is they were selling out. People liked them. People loved them. And that was kind of the thing. It's like, why aren't you going to let the guy that loves this skate and you know champions it skate the skate? So, you know, you saying that decision is a little bit short-sighted. I feel like a lot of the things and decisions that they were making at that time kind of felt that way. Um, For me, it kind of felt like they truly didn't give a shit about the writers or the community. And me growing up in the music scenes that I grew up in, I have a lot of standards and ethics. And I'm not going to promote and champion a brand that doesn't give a shit about me and doesn't give a shit about the community. So that was a big thing for me is, you know, as I was like making my pro um, edit and releasing that and like kind of hearing things and getting behind the scenes and talking to the other riders and seeing what was going on, kind of realized there was nothing going on and there was no future there. And then to find out that the owner doesn't even know who I am and thinks that I'm just a graphic designer that doesn't skate while I'm pro for his team, that was kind of the final straw. So you, I was you mentioned that previously to me. And I yeah. And that's kind of the final it. straw. Yeah. I was like, you know, I, I love rollerblading too much to represent a brand that doesn't care about its riders or the community. That's ridiculous. So it's, I'm never going to stop skating me riding for, or not riding for somebody isn't going to stop that. So I would rather not have their skates on my feet and represent them and be true to myself and do what I believe and just continue to skate whatever skates. Yeah. That's fair enough. It just I just find it kind of bewildering that Andy Wagner can own a company and not know when someone gets turned pro on his team. Who whose decision was it to put you on the pro team then? Because you get put on around the same a time. couple a couple of the pro riders that were already on the team kind of were making the suggestion of like, hey, like look at what Stefan's doing. Like we want him on the pro team with us. And a part of that was we all wanted to do stuff together. Like we wanted to make a team video. Like we okay. were talking about making a team video on our own budget us flying to each other, us filming each other and editing it ourselves. 
and we kind of got a no, don't bother. Right. So that was another one of the things that like kind of got added to me being like, you guys don't care. And I just don't want to, you know, be involved or represent that. So, yeah, it's been, it has been a weird period for razors for a long time now because you guys all get added at the same time. It was like, yeah. well, around the same time, like there was you, Howie Bennett, Derek, Derek. Henderson and John from, well, yep. I think John from was the last, wasn't he? Uh, I think I was last. He was last. Out of those four, you quit, John quit. Derek got a pro skate and Howie Bennett disappeared off the face of the fucking planet. Like, <laughs> he, he had that pro skate, he had the um, pro team introduction, which I thought was sick. It was really short, but it was sick. And then you just never heard from him again, which is insane because he was an incredible talent. And there, he was one of those other people that I really alone. looked forward to his parts. Yeah, with the skates alone, they have so much potential. And then with the, the team of riders, there was so much potential. And I think that, you know, any other brand that would have that group of guys willing to film a team video on their own, yeah, like on their own budget, like they would jump at that chance. So yeah, you'd think a brand would want like self, like self starters who are like, oh, we don't, we don't need you to do it for us. We'll, we'll do it for you. Yeah, like I said, I like, I like making stuff. Like that's why there's so many video parts and like things out there. Like I, that's my favorite thing to do. I love going street skating and I love filming it. I love, you know, that's the creative side of me, like being a designer. Like I like thinking of a song and thinking of how things are going to be placed to the song and like what visuals you can put in. If you like put black and white to this song, what does it look like? Like, I like that creative side. I love making video parts. I'm not going to stop doing that. So it's like for me to want to do that for somebody, you know, I don't know. It's just, yeah. and, like and when, like yeah, said, when all, you don't feel it's appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. And, and all things considered, like, I'm. a was the the correct choice i absolutely made the right choice for me like i'm happy like it you know is what it is and keep going on when when you joined the razors protein did they give you any like what was the difference between how it was before a title title. so there was and that's what we were told there was no pay no expectation we were told you know, right around that time when everybody was getting added, we were told there was going to be no more pro product. We told there was going to be no trips paid for, no contests paid for, um, you know, no monthly anything. It was, it was just a title. Yeah. That's strange. Yeah. Because when Andy Wagner did his interview with BMAG, he said, we're not doing any more pro products because they don't sell. He's like, we're not, we're not going to find another Brian Aragon. They're not. I don't, and I don't think that's true. And then they brought out the Carol Galushko and then the Derek Henderson. I'm like, you're sending a very mixed message. Yeah. And that's part of, like I said, you know, more reasons that kept getting added to me kind of being like, this is not what, you know, I want to be around or represent. And I, want to skate and do my type of skating and you know i'd rather not be involved with somebody than you know represent something i don't believe in when you left was there anything that you thought you could have done differently or do you think there's anything that could have resolved the situation or if you'd had a conversation with them so i i did try to um kind of sent a very professional email you know um kind of explaining how I felt about things, you know, there was no surprise. It was stuff that we've had all talked about and had mentioned and uh, other riders felt that way. And the response that I got and everything that happened after kind of proved my point of why I was doing what I was doing. Um, Most of my videos got, and like I said, I, I was very thankful. I, you know, I 
in the email is like, you know, I, I appreciate like so many years of support. I just don't agree with what's happening going forward. It's nothing against you guys. It's just not what I believe in and what I want to see out of skating. And like I said, the response that I got was not a good one. It was not professional. And then all my videos get deleted from the Razor's YouTube. I did notice that. I, I went so, to look back uh, a couple of some them of the videos that there, yeah. I worked the hardest on that I was the happiest with and most proud of. Thank God I had them saved on my computer because they would have been gone forever. You know, yeah. and those were those were videos that I I cherish because it's stuff that I worked on with Hawk that Hawk and I like went on trips and were like so proud of and so like had so much fun. Like my razors, um, cream and pro edits were essentially like when I moved back to Columbus. That's when I was like so happy with my life and like, you know, I'm skating and like I'm around my friends and it was just such good times. And then to see them get deleted after I was said, you know, like, hey, I appreciate like everything you guys did. I'm just you know, going in a separate way than what you guys are envisioning for the brand. And it's just kind of like, all right, cool. Like this proves my point of why I wanted to leave. That's like, I think that's fair enough. If you've tried everything you can to resolve a situation and it's not, and you're still willing to be amicable about it, that's. And then that's to cool. get that response after everything was kind of like, all right, cool. I was like, this just proves it. Yeah. So it's unfortunate. Cause like I said, like I love their skates. They had so much potential with the brand and the team. And I just, I don't know. Plus, yeah. And if the past five years has proven anything, it's the old skates that work, sell yeah. well, and have have the potential. Oh, yeah. Like ro roses, like even with them. Wheel. You don't need to reinvent the wheel when it comes to skates. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Just as long as it's solid and it does the job, it doesn't have to be yeah. fancy and complicated. Yeah. Um, how long are we on the Razors Pro team for? I think it was in around October, November that we discussed it and started talking about it. And I had already been working on a part that I was really, really, really happy with. And then knowing that that was what it was going to be used for, um, went on a couple random trips and got, you know, tricks I've always wanted to do. Um, went down to North Carolina and got a couple of things that I've been thinking about for years and years. Okay. And that got put out. I think Derek's got put out on Christmas and then mine got put out in January. Yeah. It was, I remember it being the start yep. of the year. And then yeah. it was that, I think that April that I left. Right. So, so <laughs> who was on the pro team for the shortest time? You or Don Bambrick? Oh, me for sure. Really? Cause oh if, yeah. Don, it, Don was on, it, Don had a skate. Don was on there for a while. It felt like he, he got on, got, got, felt like he got on pro, got the skate and then got sacked. I mean, I suppose at is. least at least you left of your you left of your own choice. Yeah, he, I guess he was yes. pushed. Yep, absolutely. Um, so, how long was it before you get picked, or how did it work with Rosies? Did you contact them, or did they get in touch with you? And so, how, what was the what I was the gap between podcast that? Um, podcast with Ricardo Lino, and he um, kind of my, hit my me dad. up after he's yeah, the podcast yeah your dad, my, my dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, he hit me up and was kind of like, Hey, like I saw that you quit Rosie's and that you're skating something else. Like, do you want to do a podcast about it? I was like, yeah, sure. So we were talking and he was like, what are you skating now? And I was like, oh, I've got a pair of like V13s. Like, you know, I heard Rosie's is back. So I'll probably end up skating those. And he's like, where are you going to skate for them? And I was like, no, I have thought about it. Like, that's not a thought. Like I'm not, you know, it's kind of is what it is. And then I think even in the podcast, he's like, are you sure? Like, nobody, what do you think? And I was like, ah, no big deal. So we talked after we recorded that and he's like, Hey, like I really, you know, you should talk to them. Like you should like, I'm going to connect you with them and like, see what happens. So like, yeah, cool. If something happens, awesome. If not, like I'm, I'm happy. Like I, I don't could care less. I, like just dealing with, I just dealt with, like, I don't want to deal with that again. 
Yeah, just a so, little bit like yep. yeah, burnt. So then he yeah. he connected. He kind of mentioned something to them, and like um, you know, one of the team managers like we had begun to talk, and it was kind of like, hey, like you know, we're you know with Nils and Joe, like we don't have any spots on the pro team, but we would like you to somehow do something with us, maybe in the future when there's a spot you know that opens up, we'll contact you. I was like, I don't care. It's like I wasn't getting paid at razors. Like it's not that I could care less about that. I was like, I'd rather just you know, skate for something that's happening and cool. And I was like, for me, face the music is everything to me. Like that is what I represent myself around in that era and that style. And, you know, so many people are like, oh, like brain fear gone or, you know, like VG, whatever is like their video that like, you know, brought them into skating that like they remember the most that they like base everything they do around for me, it's face the music. Okay. So Rosie's holds a very like dear thing place in my heart because Ali Short and Charles Dunkel being my favorite skaters, it was like, well, of course I jump at the fucking opportunity to ride for the same brand that like my legends, like in my eyes did. So I was like, you know, I, I don't care about that. Like if there's an opportunity, great. So it kind of ended up that I think this was May. Um, that they were like, cool. Like we're going to send you the white M12s for they come out. Like, you know, like welcome, like you'll be an ambassador if you're okay with that. I was like, I don't care. It's fine with me. Like, you know, after what I just dealt with, I've got no problem with that. It's like, I don't care about the title and everything. I was like, I just want to skate and be able to make cool stuff for somebody that cares. Like I just, I, I want to skate and make stuff. So I think it was a week or two weeks before I was supposed to get my skates. I destroyed my ankle and tore a bunch of the ligaments in it. Right. And I wasn't even able to walk. So um, thank God my girlfriend is the shit and is fine <laughs> with me doing what I do. Cause they're always looking after us. Yeah. She's the best. So went and got me crutches and, you know, I had to like hobble around for the longest time. And it, it when I put skates on, it was like going back to square one. I, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't do any tricks at all. I had fractured that same ankle before a couple of years ago, but I was able to do toe rolls. I could jump off stuff. I just couldn't bend for top sides. Right. This was completely different. I couldn't do anything. So that did not start everything off great. I felt like I wasn't living up to my potential because I couldn't really skate. And when I did skate, it wasn't great. Like I, I couldn't do any of the tricks that I could do. And the tricks, like even just balancing a sole grind on a box hurt to go one way or the other. So it was just unrealistic for me to really do anything how I wanted to do it. Um, so that was kind of a big thing. And at the time, Blader Union asked me to do um, one of the the paid video parts that they do through their Patreon. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I would absolutely love to. That'd be awesome. I've been wanting to film a section, but the problem is I can't do anything right now. I can't skate. Like, it's not realistic for me to film a video part the way that I'm skating right now. So the first maybe like six, seven months of me being on, I just, I couldn't do anything. It, it was miserable. So um, did that Blader Union part towards the end of the fall when I was starting to be able to skate and do some things, still couldn't topside, I couldn't Royale, couldn't torque, like back unities even hurt. And that's like my trick. <laughs> so, if, you, if you lose that, you're like, I'm done. It was, yeah, that, it was bad. <laughs> Don't take so my signature was, trick off me. Yeah. And I knew it was something that was going to take time. So I, I didn't want to not film something. So filming that part it kind of ended up being cool because it made me think about things in a different way. So it's like, we would go to a spot and it's like, what can I physically do on this as opposed to like, what's the best trick that I think I can do. So, um, did that blader union part. Um, I think that was in, um, late fall and then went to winter clash 
Um, and it was around that time that I started doing stuff with 50, 50. Um, so this was, this would have been 2018, 2019. I can't remember. Yeah. Cause um, I, I remember like, I wasn't at the last, in with you. yeah. Yeah. It wasn't and, the last winter clash it was the one before that. Yeah. Um, um, it was the one that Joe won while he was on Rossi's. Yeah. Um, so that was the, the winter clash that I went to. So I got to hang out with, you know, the team and kind of meet everybody and like still did not feel up to par for what I'm used to skating. You know, like I was still like, it was like starting from scratch. And so went there and then came home, filmed some stuff there, came home, um, filmed some stuff for 50, 50, put out my introduction for that. Um, and then that summer I was like, okay, like I'm like finally getting back to normal i can start to do stuff again i'm gonna fucking film a part and it's gonna be really good and i'm gonna go all all in on it because i'm pissed off that i've had a year and a half of not being able to skate how i want so i wanted it to be the best thing that i ever made um and in doing all of that and you know doing stuff with the team talking to the team managers every day doing a lot of design work we were doing a lot of t-shirts i was helping them with website stuff just being involved in those talks and like me, everything that was happening, I was like, you know, this, this part, I'm really proud of it. Like, obviously it's going to be for Rosie's. Like I want to put it out for Rosie's. Like I want to kind of prove myself, you know, I, I wish I could have filmed an introduction part when, you know, I got put on, but I was injured and I couldn't. So this was kind of my, I want to say retribution, but it was kind of like my, me getting back to how I felt like I should be skating and kind of like making up for, you know, everything. So in, in talks, it kind of got to, well, you know, if we have the chance and it, you know, it is something that is really on that level, you know, like we can talk about, you know, possibly a pro spot. And at the same time, like Chad Hornish was absolutely fucking destroying things. He was on the come up. Chad and I yeah, are great he came friends. came back and went on a bit of a tear. Yeah, yeah. So it's like Chad and I are great friends. He's one of my favorite skaters. Like being on the same team together was awesome. Like I've been friends with Grant forever. And it was kind of like, this is cool. Like, this is awesome that I get to skate with my friends skate with people that I look up to that I'm, you know, fans of whatever kind of the perfect situation. So I worked my ass off for eight months on that video part up, up until then, that was my favorite thing that I had ever made. I was so proud of it. Sent it to them knowing what it was supposed to be for having kind of a deadline for it. You know, I, I really, I stressed over that part. I will never stress over a video part like that again, because it wasn't, it wasn't needed. There was no point. So I'm happy with it. Yeah. But there was, it's like, it's getting, skating supposed to be fun. And I think in the back of my head, it was me trying to prove myself and me thinking, you know, this could be for something special. I need to make it special. And that kind of made the filming for not that fun. Um, so when it was done and I sent it to them a week before it came out, um, they were like, Hey, you know, we don't have, you know, it in the budget to, you know, have anybody be pro for the next year we're just going to kind of post it as is. And I was like, Oh, you know, that's kind of disappointing. Like me working hard for it. It would have been perfect for a pro introduction, but I love this video. Like, let's just get it out. Like, that's fine. I don't care. Like no big deal. Like I'm not going anywhere. Like I've got tons of time. If the opportunity presents itself later on, cool. Like if it doesn't, whatever. Um, like I said, around the time Chad was trying to, you know, have things happen. And one of the comments that got made to both of us was, well, you're both too old to be, uh, doing anything in skating. And okay. that was kind of like a, okay, you know, well, what about all the people that are older than us that are doing just as many things or even more than us yeah. at a higher, you know? So I think that was kind of like a, that, that was the start 
and around that time was when I was kind of like, okay, like this is things had been so good for so That's long. That's what I was going to say because yeah. up until that point, we we checked in regularly, and you were so excited yep. about being on that team. Yep, and you were telling was, me. It was just, I, it I kept was trying. Fun, to get no there. stress. Like no, yeah. like there was opportunities. There was cool things going on. It was like, hey, like we have design work that has nothing to do with aggressive do you want to do the design work? So like you can get a, like have some jobs, like some freelance jobs. And I was so appreciative of that. Like, that's so cool for somebody to think of like, Hey, like, you know, you're skating and you know, it's, you know, you're just skating for us, but we could get you paid for what you do for your normal job. And I was like, that's amazing for you to think of me like that. And, you know, be able to give that opportunity instead of just go to some random, you know, graphic designer in Italy, yeah. you know? So what, what does, well, sorry. Um, well, yeah, I was, to yeah go back to that you were yeah i just remember you being so excited because you guys had like a group chat with all the team members on yeah. it and i remember so everybody yeah, was I, on I kept i kept trying to get all the inside info out yeah. of you and you were just giving we me had a none lot of it, of it was fucking things. infuriating um <laughs> sorry <laughs> um but then yeah then and you were do, i didn't realize you were also doing design work for them as well so yeah what, was so it did anything? a couple t-shirts um worked on like some brochure stuff all right. So um, nothing for the aggressive side, just yeah, well, I did did a lot of general. all the t-shirts that everybody's wearing now. I okay. got to do, I did a lot of that, or I think all of it, to be honest, I'm not sure what ended up getting used and not used, but right. you know, like t-shirt designs, like YouTube banners, you know, just things like that. Okay. Um, nothing like super specific for aggressive. Um, but yeah, like the group chat we had, like it was cool because everybody's on the same page and we all skate so differently, but like we all respected each other and it was just cool. Like it felt like something that I wanted to be a part of because everybody was respected and, you know, because there's you know, very few brands in blading that have a cohesive team. They have exactly. a selection of people who skate for the brands, but there's no yeah. real, like there's no real unit there apart yeah. from maybe them skates now, but it felt like, yeah, exactly. I, and I always say them runs their brand, like a skateboard brand would. When you go on a trip, you take the team on a trip and you film the team. Like that's what yeah. skateboarding brands do. Like skateboarding teams are cohesive, even if they don't live in the same areas because they get together and do things, you know? So, and that was cool seeing that, but tour, like I said, towards like the end of that year, me putting that video part out, hearing some of the things that were being said, like things started to change a little bit. Okay. And that February for winter clash, um, we were all kind of expected to go to winter clash and then um, everybody was going to go to Italy and film. Was it Mizica? I think was the name of that. Yeah. The, the, the trip video that they did. That so was, was kind of like, so that was this, this year when yeah, this, yeah, this February. I'm, I'm still yeah. pissed about you not going to winter clash. Cause that's when I was, I was, I was very upset about yeah, molesting you there. And I, I had no opportunity yeah, I was to do excited. that. It was ridiculous. What happened was I lost my job. I didn't yeah. have any money. And to me, it was like, I'm not, it, it wasn't fair to me to spend all of that money to go on a skating trip when I have, you know, a life and apartment and rent and bills. I was being an adult about the decision. You know, it was, I can't, I realistically cannot make this happen. Like it sucks. I really wanted to go. I stressed over that decision for like two, three weeks, like annoyed the shit out of my girlfriend about it. Like it, it was not a, a fun, good time. And the response that I got into saying, Hey, I'm not going to be able to make it. I lost my job. There's just no way. Like I'm being a responsible adult. I need to like stay here, do some more freelance, figure some things out. Like I got, I have to make life work. Like this is more important than skating. The response that I got was you should be thinking about the brand and the team over yourself and your family. 
So the minute I heard that and hearing the other things that had been being said the, the couple months before that, that's when I was like, I'm done on that alone. Like that comment alone, I was like, I'm done. Like, it's not, like I said, it's, I, I love skating. I will always skate. I will always work my ass off and film video parts. It's my favorite thing to do, but you can't say that to somebody when they're in a bad spot. Yeah. It should have been, oh my God, we're so sorry. What can we do to make it work? You know, like we're going to miss you. And it turned into a week later getting more, I kind of left the conversation at that. I didn't say anything. A week later, got more responses that were very similar to that. And it was kind of like adding fuel to the fire of like, cool, once again, like proving your point of why I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Like, okay. this is not like, you can't say those things to, to me and expect me to be like, Oh, no big deal. Like it's all good water under the bridge. Like to tell me to think about a brand before myself and my family is not, I'm not a professional. I'm not, as I, well, you're not, it, you're not, you're expecting me to spend thousands of dollars to fly internationally, you know, when I could be using that money to, to set myself up to, to make my life easier yeah. with what is happening in my life. So, and that was kind of my thing. I was like, I'm not, I don't, I'm not under contract. I'm not professional for you. Like for you to tell me it was an unprofessional decision to, you know, to be an adult and, and, you know, make the right decision for, for me in my life. Like, I didn't think that was very fair. So that on top of a lot of the other things that were said, um, it was very, became very combative and very rude and a lot of things being said behind other people's backs. And I was like, this is not skating to me. This is not what I want to be involved with. So. Okay. Yeah. It, there's been various stories that have come out over how the team manager has handled the team over the period since Rosie's have basically revamped their brand. After everything that happened with Joel, this was obviously before you, did you not, were there, was that a warning sign for you then? Or did you just take no, that as I a breakdown think, in communication? I think that or? was kind of, and I've said this before, I think the thing with Joe got a lot of unneeded bad press, even though it's just, it's fucking little wedding, who cares? But I mean, there's I obviously like, two sides to every story yet. Yeah, like, the, and, and I feel like both sides got the negative out yeah. of that. Like that relationship, I don't think was ever going to work out. And uh, like, anyway, like I think they both wanted very different things and it was fine for them to split. Like, they're doing fine without Joe. Joe's doing amazing without them. Like, it's cool. Like, that's fine. I don't think that was ever going to work out. So that was kind of like its own situation, you know? And I feel like for what happened with me, I was like, you know what? Like, this is supposed to be fun. I love rollerblading. It's something that is my favorite thing to do. It's my hobby. It's my passion. I don't want to be dealing with that stuff. Like, I shouldn't be dealing with rude comments and, you know, unprofessionalism and like, all these things of when we're just trying to do something that's fun. And I, I will always say this, like I would rather just skate and then deal with those things. Like I'm not going to stop skating hard. I'm not going to stop making things, you know? And so after that February, I got a pair of Solomons and made a video part before quarantine. Industry killer. Industry. It's yeah. It's cause I like, <laughs> I like skating. Like I'm not going to stop doing those things. So, um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was just, it was such a weird period. And then did Chad Hornish quit before or after you? Before. Before. Yeah. Um, I imagine that probably 
also helped the decision because you were like, well, this isn't. Yeah. I mean, that's, that was kind of the thing too. It's like, well, if, you know, if Chad feels the same way that I'm feeling, obviously I'm not, you know, crazy in my thought process, you know, and then to have those things said to me, I was kind of like, okay, cool. There it is. It's two tough things to lose as well, because they had work courses on both ends of the spectrum there because Chaz, Chad, Chaz, Chad, Chad was absolutely. Chad. Are you from Glasgow? I Where can't did tell. that come from? Chad <laughs> was absolutely killing competitions and he was, he was going to like every competition going. And in my opinion, put out two of the best video parts that have been put out recently. Um, like, like pink, pink and, and, and I, the other one. Very pink. I don't know. Sorry, Chad. <laughs> was there another one? What? Yeah, he put out two. He put out two pink related. Um, one I think was online and then one was the VOD, but both were so good. I remember pink. I don't remember anything after. Yeah, he's put out two. Oh. But both were. Was it yeah, not just an Instagram amazing. thing? I remember he's done. Dream loads of Instagram. and pink. That was the second one. Dream and pink was the second one. Pink was the original one. Dream and pink was the VOD. Right. Which I believe is online now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of those parts what, are just okay. That must be. What I, I love. I love his skating. So I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm a big fan as well. Um, but yeah. yeah, they had him killing the competition circuit, and I assume he must have been paying to go to a lot of those events on his own because they couldn't have had that much budget for someone who wasn't even pro, essentially. And then they've got you just putting out video part after video part. It it just seems like. <laughs> especially considering since you've left you've now put out what three since you've left so it's like those could have been rose's parts and and i like i said before talking about my friend that was saying this i feel like everything that i've done it's kind of led me to where i'm supposed to be i feel like both of those decisions with both of those brands i did the right thing for me um i don't care how it's viewed or how people see it. it, it was the right situation for me to do what I did. And it set me up for much better things and for me to have much more fun in skating and not be stressed. And I think that's the most important thing. So if, if that's what came out of me leaving both of those brands, then, then I had to leave them. You know, it's, it's, it's cool. I'm super happy. It's skating has been amazing. This October has been unreal. Like it's, it's a dream to have all these things happening. So from the outset, it does look negative on your part. It's like, oh, oh Stefan Steph Brand was the guy that just quit sponsors. Yep. And but I understand that. When, but at the same time, I, I got to do what's right for me. Oh, and absolutely. Like from, an, yeah, from a face value, it's like, oh, this guy's just quitting sponsors left, right and center. But when you actually look into it, it shows a lot of integrity because so many skaters out there would kill to be on the Razors Pro team because it's got obviously so much history with like Shima and Elliot and then later with like Murda and Aragon stuff like that. And I imagine there's a lot of skaters out there who, even if you said to them, you're not getting a salary, you're not getting paid for anything. You can release like, you know, sections for us. You're getting nothing, but you'll be on the pro team. I imagine there's a lot of people out there that would be enough. They go, I'm in the Razors pro team. Sweet. Same with Rosie's. They would go, oh, I'm just sponsored. This is great. And they just eat the shit and take it yep. just, just for the title. Yeah. And those opportunities, like I don't take those opportunities for granted. And I don't like, I didn't expect them. Like those, all those things were great honors that I still am happy that I got to do. Like I didn't, I wasn't expecting those things. I didn't, you know, go into that saying like, this is what I want, but you know, kind of is what it is. But like I said, you could have just put up and shut up and did what you're told, but you didn't. No, and I think that's that, not, no, 
that's that's not the the scenes that I was raised in and the the communities that I come from. That's the exact opposite of what you do. You you stand up for yourself. You stand up for the things you believe in. You make sure that things are done the correct way. You know, it's it's coming from like a DIY background with like ethics and standards. Like I can't let something that I love be made unfun and make me lose my passion for it because of somebody doing things the way that they're doing them. So, yeah. and when those things are done the wrong way. After it ended with Roses, did any other brands contact you or did you contact any other brands because nope. none at all? Nope. I'm kind of surprised I mean, and, by and that. Bo- and both ways, like I, I'm not going to, if somebody wants to come to me, that's, that's awesome. And I respect the opportunity, but I'm also not going to go to anybody expecting something like, you know, I, I also part of it, like working with Lawrence at 50, 50, like he is one of my favorite people that I've ever had the pleasure of meeting through skating, just him as a human and me getting to do stuff with him is above and beyond and more than what I want. So that alone makes me extremely happy. And I'm so appreciative of him and everything that he does. So there's no need, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I just wanted to skate. Like I was stoked to get Solomon's and just make a video part just because like it was an excuse. Like it's like, Oh, I got new skates. I can make a new video part. Like, like that's, that's what I love to do. So. I was kind of surprised you didn't end up in adapt. I thought, you know what? Because of the cabin connection. Yeah. um, I imagined he would love the opportunity to film you and have you in Europe and working on, you know, the team. So I was kind of surprised that didn't nothing develop there. I actually, the first skate that I skated after razors was a pair of adapts and they just didn't not. And it was that too. It was like, Oh, sick. Like Kevin's one of my best friends. Like it'd be cool to like have an excuse to film with him. Like not even being on the team, just, you know, him being the adapt filmer, him being like, well, I'm in California. It's like, Oh shit. Well, I'm gonna come hang out with you. Even though you hate you know, California. Yeah, I fucking hate California. <laughs> but I love Cavan. I would go to California for Cavan. So that's a different story. But I just, one of those things, like I know what I like to skate. I know what's comfortable. They just did not work for me. Um, the, somebody gave me a pair to try out, a used pair. So, cause I didn't, you know, it's, it's a, that's a big purchase. It's, for a, it's a massive investment. Know. Yeah. And, then, and that's fine. Like if that's what you want to skate and you're into, like that's cool that we have like little niche markets like that inside of rollerblading for like people that are into those specific things but for somebody who's never skated something like that it was scary and i was like i don't know if i want to spend six hundred dollars seven hundred dollars to try a skate so thankfully somebody let me borrow theirs tried them out what they did not work um a friend of mine had v13s i was just like here take them like just skate these and then that's how the roses thing ended up happening so yeah i just kind of one of those things that there was a ton of Solomons available. There's still a ton of There Solomons always available. is. I, I'm, I'm beginning to think I'm going to die and still see people selling them on Blade Trade. Yeah. Like, well, it's like I was looking for, for RBs and SSMs and like you can't find them anywhere. Like just, and it's crazy that those were things that came out a couple years ago. Yeah. You know, but five, six, seven, eight years ago, whatever. And Solomons came out 15 years ago and you can find, I bought three pairs of Solomons for the price of a normal pair of skates. And I was kind of like, why would I not do this? Like, this makes so much more sense to me. So that's what I've been on and off on all year. So they are, they are tried and true, but in your latest yeah. section, you're skating. I, I got myself all excited thinking I'd seen you skate in a new boot. And then I watched it again today. And I, I was like, those are fucking solos. 
Yep, they're solos. Um, so the Solomons that I had. That's, that's very disappointing. Skating, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> the Solomons that I had skated all summer, they just, they were, I destroyed them, just obliterated through them all. And I knew I was getting my frames and I was like, I can't skate for a video that I'm going to try and make be the best thing that I've ever made on skates that are just like falling apart as yeah. I'm skating them. So like I was looking around and this is like after COVID, this is after like, you know, that summer boom that skating where, had. Where everyone rediscovered not, rollerblading. There was not shit available. There was no skates available. Like to the point that I got on eBay <laughs> and I was looking at shops in Russia that had stuff on eBay that they would ship to the US. Um, but I found somebody in Chicago that had a brand new pair of the solos in my size. And I was like, all right, cool. There we go. So that way I had a, a new pair of skates for that video. Um, and I destroyed them in those two months filming for that part. Like they are, they are unskatable now. So I had to go back to Solomon's, which I'm fine. See, with, solos don't look like they hold up really well. Like they look really thin. I was, They've got loads of skated, holes in them. So good. I love, they skate so good. Um, but they just did not hold up. I broke every single possible part on them. <laughs> ripped the straps. I ripped my laces through the lace holes, broke the sole plates, the cuffs kept popping off. I lost all the, the cuff bolts because the cuffs kept coming off. Like just they're, they are unskatable now. So, which they did, they, they worked great. They, they held up Serve, for they what they needed purpose, to hold yeah. up for. Yeah. The, the, I remember the, the sole plates broke on the last trick that I filmed for the video. So like in the process of doing that trick, the soul plates broke. So it was kind of like, I remember Hawk and I looked at each other when it happened and we were both kind of like, all right, well, let's kind of proves it. Like I got to stop now. That's got to so. be a positive omen or yeah, there's something, yeah. there's something in there. Yeah. If you believe in yeah. that stuff. I, and I will say with Hawk, like, even though this one, like it was kind of a rush to get it done and like me, like stressing about like wanting to get it like this one done as, as good as I could make it. This one was a really fun one to film with with him and the crew here, especially after like COVID and quarantine. And I think we kind of all appreciated being around each other. Um, you know, like a lot of guys that like here have been able to skate whenever for the longest time. And now finally everybody's gotten to the point of having like serious girlfriends, fiancés. Um, one of our friends just had his first baby. So it's like, we don't see him as much. So the times that we got to go out and skate like we i think at least i did i know they did too but like i really appreciated like this crew here being around and, like being willing to be like hey like we're by a thing i want to go jump off are you guys down to let me go do it quick and they're always like yeah sure like you go do that we'll go skate a rail after you know so it was a fun one it does seem like a good crew so you've got the pro wheel with chroma which is also one of lawrence's brands and then you've got the pro frame with 5050. You've got have you got a pro Baron as well with S9? Have I imagined that? Uh, yep. Yeah. Yep. We yeah, those are sold out. Um Derek just redid the bearing and got the stones. The S9 stones are out now. That's it, yeah. So yep. you've basically almost got the full setup. And I noticed that obviously you've got the Jeremy Baitol connection with Casper. What's what's going on with Charles Dunkel and this mystery skate that he keeps teasing the world with? Do you have any, uh, he's, any connection to that nope. at all? Um, Jeremy and I were kind of talking with him and helping him like kind of, you know, think of, you know, me being like the branding and design guy and Jeremy being like the art guy and like him and Charles having the connection for years and Charles being my favorite skater. Like I was about to say, was considering really, his influence on you, it was I would have thought so that was cool. a perfect like, match. The fact that I can like text or call Charles at any time now is, is <laughs> that's fucking ridiculous to me. Like that's so wild. Um, 
yeah, Charles just wants to do something. You know, we were kind of helping him out with ideas and, you know, going like kind of getting things going and, you know, uh, saying like, you know, you could do this or like kind of letting him know almost what I was doing was like letting him know what had been happening in skating since he left. Okay. Like saying like, you know, like, like these are the skates that have been doing well. And like, if you did this, you should do it this way. Um, I don't know. So he's, he's not really something. been keeping up with the sport since he's been out of it. Yeah. So that was pretty much what we were doing. And then a lot of the stuff that he wanted to like make and do and that he started to like get and test was not skates that I ever would skate or try. So it was kind of like, uh, you know, if you need my help, I'm here, like good luck, but he's kind of doing his own thing. And now that he's like, I hope he's into making something. I hope it's going through, but I think now it's like, he's gotten a little more secretive about whatever he's doing. So okay. if he's doing something cool, if he doesn't, it was great getting connected with him. But as far as that goes, like, I don't, I don't know. I hope he's making something. That'd be cool. All right. Okay. Um, damn it. I thought, I'd, I think a lot of people kind of thought something might happen between you two, but all right. Yeah. He, he tagged all of us in a lot of stuff as kind of like, these are the people that I would like to work with. And I think a lot of people took it as this is a brand. These are the riders. That's <laughs> I mean, not at all. There's a lot of people that messaged me and I was like, no, that's not what's happening. Like Charles is just like getting back into skating. Like he's like interested again. So yeah, as, as far as I know, like if he's making a skate, good for him. Cool. It's, right. Jeremy and I are doing our things with Chroma. Jeremy's doing Caspa again, which is Caspa is my favorite rollerblading company of all time. So for Jeremy to like be able to design my wheel after like designing for four by four and like be able to call him a good friend and like him doing Caspa again, like it's that to me is all that I need in skating is for Jeremy to be doing Caspa. Like that to me is like, that's what I started with, like face the music and forever now and like all those things. So to have that back is just, it makes me so happy. It's it's quite funny, yeah. I've been in contact with Jeremy a little bit uh, this year, but uh, I messaged Jan Welsh because he kept put. He obviously started the rat tail years thing, and yeah, then yeah. I just remembered how iconic some of those designs were, and I was like, "Well, if you've still got these and you're printing like badges and stuff like that," I was like, "I've got a printer here that we use for all our merch." I was like, "Why don't we reprint some of these?" I was like. I'll I'll cover the cost. I was like, we'll split it 50-50. I can distribute them here in Europe. You can distribute, you know, your your ones in the US, and then there's no shipping in the customs. And then literally two weeks later, Jeremy announced that he was releasing those two designs on t-shirts. And I was like, damn it. I was yeah, like, they, I, I they, had the they idea. Had yeah. it's, it's a couple of people have been like, they're starting four by four again. And it's kind of like, no, like they're both yeah. bringing back things with art that they either like did or are involved with to kind of like you know, be like, Hey, like these things were very important in skating. Like here they are, you know, like I think Jan is doing a lot of his to fund all the big wheel blading stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, Jeremy's doing the four by four stuff to fund, help fund Caspa. So, and it's, it's just cool to have them be able to bring those things back and have people appreciate them without it being another, you know, brand coming back from the dead. Yeah. I, I don't really understand that where people are like, Oh, we need, you know, we need Senate back or we need main game back. I'm like, you do realize that those people stopped those companies for a reason. Like Shane walked away from main game because people stopped buying it. Like it exactly. stopped being profitable. He wouldn't, he wouldn't have walked away from a profitable company. Just yeah. like Arlo didn't walk away from Senate, you know, just on a whim. He walked away because he saw that its, it's significance was decreasing. Yep. So yeah, I just find it really strange when people want to like, 
unearth these things that, that belong the, belong in a certain place of time? The nostalgia glasses have been on a lot of people the the past few years. I feel like I don't know if that's because things from the '90s are more popular in culture in general. You know, like Fila coming back and people dressing like it's the '90s. I don't know if that's a reason why. I don't know if it's because we have guys that used to skate coming back again and kind of being like, well, where are these brands that I grew up with? Yeah, but I definitely feel that. like the nostalgia glasses have been on hard and I can't say anything. Cause like I said, like cast was my favorite brand of all time. And for Jeremy to bring that back, like that's my childhood, you know, that's what I grew up with. Like that, that's what got me excited about skating in the first place. So for me to have that back, I'm like, fuck yes. Like I get somebody <laughs> wanting mind game or Senate or like something like that to yeah. come back. Like I understand, but I also feel like at the same time we have to kind of move skating forward. I feel like as positive as the community has been as progressive as the community has been, um, I feel like a lot of companies are slacking and we're lacking a lot of brands that are doing things correctly. You know, I, I hear a lot of people say it and I'm not in disagreement that them is one of the only brands that are doing things correctly as far as, you know, marketing and, you know, product testing and things like that. And then it's like, you know, you've got like the K2s that just not even aggressive, just stop their, you know, rollerblading division altogether again. Yeah. And, you know, well, they came, they came back with a shitty game plan in the first place. Like they came back with no team dishing out loads of free skates to just random people all over the world. How can you, how can you have Dave Lang and lose Dave Lang? Yeah. Like you had Dave Lang making videos where you like, you got to That's Dave is one of my favorite skaters too. So it's like, you can't lose Dave. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm glad that a lot of people are, kind of appreciative of that era and time in skating but i definitely think that like i said i feel like there's a changing of the guard going on right now and people are a little bit more caring of how companies treat their riders of how their business practices are um a lot of things are becoming more transparent and that was something that i wanted to see happen 10 15 years ago you know and i i think that we deserve that you know um especially if somebody's not running things the right way, we can kind of backtrack and say, you know, look at this brand doing things the right way. You should hold yourself to this standard. So I'm, I'm excited to see what happens in skating going forward. I think there's a lot of opportunities for a lot of people. Um, a lot of opportunities for brands to start, especially if they're done the right way. Yeah. Transparency is definitely, definitely something there needs to be more of, and it is good that it has been introduced in Bladen because now that you're finding out what your money is doing going for, yeah. for a certain individual or like like them basically openly admitting by buying these skates this is what we've been able to give danny beer even if danny beer is not your favorite skater or i don't know you've got a chip in your shoulder and don't think he deserves a pro skate you you cannot deny his ability he's got an exceptional ability he's a very unique talent and very few skaters if any and blading at this present time get the opportunity to make that kind of money so you can't if you're going to begrudge someone getting that or you don't feel good about someone getting that as a result of skate sales that says more about you than it does about that individual absolutely like how dare you be angry that somebody is making a living doing what they love in yeah. a sport that nobody has been able to make a living off of for years so and like i said i like that that's that's the standard now like you've got to your company's got to go up to that standard now. 
and and I like that. That's how it should be. And I feel like that's going to weed a lot of the wrong people out of things. And it's going to make people do things the right way. Hopefully. Um, and yeah, we've just seen it this year with people putting more effort into products or more effort into branding or packaging because they see that it works for really small, you know, like basement brands, like things like Conjure. Like Conjure came yeah, out of absolutely. fucking nowhere with the most random team known to man releasing pro wheels for fictional characters, essentially, and then selling out within like days. And then people yep. are like, oh, it turns out if you just put in a little bit of time and effort and you come with a slightly interesting, you know, vision, then yeah. it can really take off and get more power to them. You should not be getting sales and rollerblading just because you're a rollerblading company. You, you got to do things the right way. And that's something that Lawrence and I talk about with Chroma and why the branding was the way it was, is that we kind of miss the days of people caring about the packaging, caring about the branding, caring about the image as a whole, caring about the artwork. You know, that was part of the reason of like bringing Jeremy on. It was like, Jeremy did four by four. Like he did a lot of this famous artwork for four by four. He did a lot of the artwork for heat. Like that's how that's, we felt like that's how things should be. And I think, like you said, like the conjurers opened up the door for things like that to, to move forward is like, if you're a tiny brand that somebody is starting, you know, out of their, their basement, their house, whatever, if they can do that, why can't the big brands do things the right way? Yeah. Or just, yeah. Try harder, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> there, there are definitely some brands in Bladen that are, are living off their legacy and need to, you know, reinvest a little bit of interest or passion into it. Um, so you've got the pro wheel, the pro frame, the pro bearings. So there's there's no chance of a pro skate coming coming with anyone. I, I was all excited about this Charles no, Dunkel thing. Exactly. I thought I'd cracked no. it. Um, so what does the future hold then? Obviously, you know we're 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 hoping for a new president this year in in your um, <sighs> very strange country yeah, yeah. that you live in today tomorrow. Um, yeah, it's turned into a very strange country. Um, I am very excited for the next year. Um, like I said, doing things with Lawrence and like 50-50 and Chroma gives us a lot of opportunity to work with more people and work with different riders and kind of do things on the back end of, like I said, like that branding and design work, the stuff that I love outside of skating, getting to bring that into skating. Um, I think probably we'll just end up doing tons and tons of stuff for 50-50 for and Chroma because working with Lawrence is amazing. Um, I know there is another Chroma wheel coming out. Soon. That's what I was going to ask. Yep. Are there any um, plans he, to add other he has people not, to the team? Or? Uh, there's stuff coming. Um, I don't know exact times. <laughs> like exact I'm telling dates. you nothing. <laughs> yep. Don't know exact times or dates, but there's that's the other thing that I like about Lawrence. Lawrence plays the long game. So instead of you know putting all his eggs in a basket, like he's he's got a plan. So there's there's all kinds of cool stuff coming. Like for him to do announcing a new wheel brand, announcing a frame for a uh you know like big a recreational frame. yeah the big wheel frame for compass and then to come out with another frame product all back to back to back in three weekends like the guy's a monster when it comes to like doing that type of stuff so 
you can definitely tell he's got a vision because he's not he like does. like you said he's not just dipping into the aggressive market like he's got he got because he did the wheel for guy crawford as well the yeah. big the, yeah for yeah. compass yeah so yeah. we're done that's a perfect wheel size for if you skate you know the wish frame or if you're doing big wheel but it's it's cool because skating is not his skating is not his main job but it's his main passion yeah so it's cool to like I think that's part of the reason that he and I like work so well together and, you know, or get so excited about things is like, we just love doing the shit. Like we love talking about skating and talking about products and like, what could we do? And like, Oh, that would be a cool thing to do in five years from now. And like, can you imagine if this brand did this? Like, oh, that'd be so cool. Like kind of have that like little kid excitement about skating still. So okay. it's, it's good to see. It does seem like a good partnership. Like you guys do seem as if you've got good chemistry and it, like there's a mutual respect there, which I think you've been lacking in previous brands that you've, you know, worked or skated for. Yeah. He's a solid guy. Love Lawrence. Can't, I can't thank him enough for him thinking I deserve all of these things that he's given me this past month. Like October has been this past October has been wild like i still don't i was so focused on making the video parts that like seeing all that coming out is just like i still don't feel like it's a real thing so okay. that's what i was gonna ask how have, how have pre-sales been have they been they've been good or promising or uh chroma sold out um the wheels, the wheels have sold, sold out, out already yeah, the wheels wheels sold out on pre-order um shops did get them um so if people didn't get them from the pre-order um you know roller house oak city this is soul loco like all the typical shops got them um okay. i think the frame did pretty well he and i haven't really you know he <laughs> he and i are already talking about things six months from now right so it's kind of like we got the thing out and we're you know doing it but i guess the frame is doing cool too so i i can't believe that people want something that's mine you know, like I said, it's, it's going back to like the roller news thing of like, it's say we've come a long way. Yeah. Like feeling way. like I don't, you know, that like, I always have to prove myself and everything I do isn't good enough to have somebody be like, Oh, I'm going to buy that. Cause your name's on it. I'm like, that's no, don't do that. Like, that's weird. I don't, <laughs> you know, like, I, I feel like I don't deserve that. So for, for him to give me the opportunities and then for them to like go as well as they've been going, it's, it, it doesn't feel real. Like I keep saying it, it's like an unreal feeling. Like it doesn't, I don't think it's going to like click and connect for a long time. So man, I think it's awesome and completely deserved. It's not like you haven't put in the years. I mean, throughout your tenure of putting out content regularly, so many people have just dipped out of the industry. You know, some people have dipped out for several years and then come back and attempted to have another skate career. Whereas you just kept going, like I said, workhorse mentality and it seems like it's finally paying off and you're finally getting what you want. So I think that's great. And, and, I, and congratulations. I appreciate that. And I really appreciate everybody that has kind of said the same thing of, you know, like I, I saw nothing, but my parents and I kind of talked about this stuff. Well, has anybody said anything bad? Is there any <laughs> shit talking? And I was like, no, I was like, everybody keeps saying I deserve it. So I guess it's going well. Like it's, that's a really cool feeling to like hear that from people. So I really appreciate anybody that has seen stuff and said good things about it. Like it, it really means a lot to me. You can't see everything you've done over the years and not acknowledge that commitment, especially now that, yeah, you're not on any major boot brand and yet you're still pushing yourself to those levels and putting out that level of work. So team Solomon. Team <laughs> 
Hashtag Team Salmon. <laughs> I really fucking hate that hashtag. I really wish those skates would just all disappear into an ether right now. Oh, God. Okay. Thank you, Wong. Wong, I, Wong I, sent this to me. I really despise those skates. I had, I had one pair. I had, I had the first ST8s, and I just, yeah, they lasted six months. As, my feet as long as the sole situation is handled, I'm good to go. Okay. Can't skate those stock soles. After that, love them. All right, fair enough. Um, we're going to leave it at that before I say something that gets me death threats. Um, nope. <laughs> right, let's wrap this up. Have you got anything else you want to say before we? I just, even been like doing I said, this? once again, must have been doing just, this for oh, an, an hour and twenty minutes. We've we've. Oh man, well. so sorry. Sorry I, for for you're the one for that you're long. the one not getting your dinner, so I don't I don't care. Oh god, I forgot. Damn, I still got to eat. Um, but yeah, I I really just want to go back to saying like thank you to anybody that said anything kind or like selling out on pre-order of a wheel is absolutely fucking ridiculous to me. Like that's, I'm so appreciative. Like thank you to Lawrence too. Like can't do any of this without him. Like thank you to Derek Henderson. Like the fact that Derek Henderson has a, a bearing company is the coolest shit to me. Like, you know, a bit of one of the coolest riders thing. around and yeah. thank you to Jeremy, like having my favorite artist, like have his clothing company back being a part of it. And then him designing my wheel too. Like, I'm, I'm living the dream right now. Like 15 year old me is freaking the fuck out. So I <laughs> love all you guys. Appreciate everybody. Um, yeah. Thanks for doing this with me. Thanks for always posting cool stuff. We appreciate you having the site. And that's a good place to wrap up with you, cool. you know, massaging yeah, my ego. Yeah. yeah. yeah, I'll, yeah I'll leave I'll it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Leave it on you being the best. <laughs> right, man. Well, nice to speak to you and speak soon. Yeah, Hopefully in Europe very soon. Yes. That would be amazing. I don't foresee that happening with our country though. So we'll see. <laughs> see you, bud. Have a good one. Bye. All three legs jump off the roof. All three legs jump off the roof. All three legs jump off the roof. All three legs jump off the roof.